Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. I am Chopper Peak Winnell, and for the first time ever, get your air horns ready, ladies and gents, because I am joined by the friend Dave Just Dave. Introducing! <laughs> you already did that. Yeah. Um, yes, I'm Just Dave. Hello. Hi! Hello, people. How's it listening? going, mate? It's going all right. It's very exciting times. Yeah. Very exciting times indeed to be here, yes. It is, yeah, it's great. It's so, it's honestly a little bit surreal, because we've known each other for quite some time. Oh god, almost too long, some might say. <laughs> almost too long, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, it's 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 good to have you here, honestly, yes. to be able to do stuff together. Because for those who don't, basically, normally, <laughs> this is for your... Backstory for, 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 for your benefit, Dave. Normally on the podcast bits, we'll do emails from fans that have emailed in or general chat about something that's happening in the wrestling world or mm. otherwise. Uh, but for this one, I've not got any emails. <laughs> Speaking of, email in, pete at rustalk.com, and you might get them read out on the podcast. should do that. Especially because now I'm going to be responsible for the NXT podcast yes. and the SmackDown podcast. So I've got two podcasts a week which means I need I need emails to to fill that stuff out because otherwise yes. you're gonna get horrifically rambly stuff like this. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So email in with that. Uh, so I don't have any emails. So for this one, because Dave's here for the first time, uh, I figured it would be a good time to get to know Dave and what's happening <laughs> oh, with that. Uh, so we've known each other since 2014. 2015? It will have been about that. Yeah. I think, what, 
first EGX year? I think, yeah, that would have been 2015. 16? 15. Numbers are difficult. 15, yes. <laughs> 2015. It would, have been, it would have been around then, yeah. It's been, it's been about four or five years now. Yeah, isn't it? something like that, yeah. Um, so <coughs> we both, well, you still do. I, we both used to run YouTube channels. Yes. Uh, our, our own, you know, independent stuff that we used to do. Uh, <laughs> totally not horrifically nerdy stuff at all. Mate, you're on a wrestling podcast. <laughs> Good point, well made. Very <laughs> horrifically nerdy stuff, completely, you know. Yeah, that. Is Pokemon channels. Yes. Is what you currently still run, and yes. I do not. Yes. Because I, I had bigger and better things to do, like not run the channel. <laughs> yeah, the, the bigger and better things I had to do at the time was mostly sleeping. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, totally fair. Uh, I could do that on my own time, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we, we kind of met through that. Mm. Um, through mutual friends, I guess. Yeah. I don't even know how it really came about, if I'm honest, because I'd heard of you before the league started that we both joined. You gotta uh, make me blush. Because <laughs> uh, I'd heard of you, I think, because of your um, Hunger Games video that you did. Oh, yes. Yeah. That was a video, wasn't it? Oh, God, the Hunger Games simulator. Yeah, 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 yeah. That you, was... could just, you could just put, you could just get, like, your, a bunch of your friends' names mm -hmm. and just throw them into this this simulation of the Hunger Games online mm -hmm. where it would just randomly assign people things that they did up to and including taking care of their opponents, yes. shall we say. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it just escalated from me saying, oh, I'll just put a few friends in to me then making a video about it to, to then making one with like not just people in it, but concepts yeah. and other things. <laughs> Whereby the, the most deadly character in it was the frozen lake, <laughs> which killed at least five people before dying by falling into a lake. <laughs> in a horrible moment of irony for the lake. Yeah. Um, That's great. Yeah. But th that was how I originally first heard of Dave. And then we joined a Pokemon League together, uh, yes, which I did. was co-running at the time as mm. well. But you were uh, basically running. I was basically running it. Screw you, Jack. Yeah, it was, uh, it was never Jack. Yeah. Uh, so I was basically running this league. And yeah, Dave, uh, me and Dave were both part of it, uh, which was super fun. And from there, we kind of became really close friends, I'd say, after mm. that. Uh, yeah. We started doing our own YouTube series together. Ah, Showdown which was Throwdown. Showdown Throwdown, which uh, I guess we probably shouldn't have said the name of it because people can just search that on YouTube and find it now. Oh. God, they can find they us. They can find us now. Uh, but yeah, we, we did that series together, and it was awesome. Mm -hmm. And we've basically been close friends ever since. And during the time, here's a here's a little peel behind the curtain here. When oh, I God. first started at doing WrestleTalk stuff, the first time, if you guys are following the YouTube channel, the podcast listeners, if you also follow the YouTube channel stuff, uh, when I first started doing uh, videos with people uh, during February, March time this year... Um, I was still living in the north of the country. I was still living near Newcastle. Oh, no. To poor, so, poor you. I know. It was terrible. <laughs> uh, but I had to come down to London for a couple days a week, mm. work my two days here, and then go back up to Newcastle area <coughs> uh, to yeah. work my other job for the other five days of the week, mm -hmm. which was a horrible time. But it was made easier by the fact that I got to stay at some lovely people's house. <laughs> Yes, uh, yes. Dave was one of those people. Yeah. Um, if 
uh, if our landlords are listening, uh, he in no way slept on our couch for a few days a week for a good few weeks without paying rent. It was probably like two months. <laughs> yeah, it was about that. Yeah, yeah something mm. like that. Um, Essentially a live-in tenant. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so thanks to the generosity of Dave and his housemate, of course, mm. uh, I was able to stay at their place while I worked on restaurant videos. So you guys have got Dave to thank as to why I'm here, really. Yeah, and we've basically much. got... You've basically got Pete to thank for why I'm here. Yeah, isn't that a nice turnabout way of doing things? Yeah, it's always nice when you end up working at the same place as a friend of yours and you're responsible for, e- you're responsible for each other getting the job as opposed to yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that that's a very brief introduction to Dave as a person. Yes. Uh, we do D&D together. That so too, yes. Whenever I'm talking about D&D on the podcast, chances are Dave was probably there when I'm also talking about it because yeah. we're in... Two campaigns? Two live campaigns, two yeah. not live anymore campaigns, I think. Yeah, something like that. We have many campaigns. We have going many on. campaigns. Too yeah. many, one might, one might say. So you're in the campaign that I'm DMing. Yes. We're also together in a campaign that our friend is DMing. Yes. Slash your housemate is also DMing. That's the one. And then you're in several others that I'm not a part of. I think I'm in th- three others, maybe? <laughs> it's hard to keep track. Altogether too many, probably. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially since right. the the other ones that I'm a part of, I'm playing with Americans, mm-hmm. and I'm the only European. Yeah. In these campaigns, so like Sunday nights, I'm starting at about half ten mm-hmm. GMT. Thursday nights, I'm starting usually at one in the morning. <laughs> um, it's quite lucky that I never really had a sleep schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if I had, it would be gone. Oh now. yeah, very, yeah. very gone. Well, at least, at the very least, let's hope that D and D doesn't ruin it to the point where you can't get up on Saturdays and come in to do this stuff. Thankfully, so far on my Fridays are generally quite free. Well, that's so good. free to you know sleep. Sleep, yeah, yeah. Yes, that's always good. Um, anyway, that was a that was a whistle stop tour of Dave. Oh, ju- just Dave. A whistle stop tour. Whistle stop tour. Is that even the phrase I'm looking for? I don't even know if it's sort it is. of. Sort of. I th- yeah, we'll we'll allow it. Yeah, okay, we'll allow it. Anyway, let's get into the main portion of this show, Absolutely. where we're going to be talking about a shock new character on SmackDown. Here's the show. The main event of this show. This yes. was an episode of SmackDown focused around the WWE draft mm. and where people went and all that gubbins. Um, the main event of the show was a rematch from Hell in a Cell. It was Bailey versus Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Yes. Now, it came out. Charlotte made her entrance first. Then there were some video packages for yes, some reason. Like m- many, many minutes of video packages while yeah. Charlotte, I assume, just stood there. Yeah, and just went, hmm. Well, this is good. <laughs> yeah. And then Bailey came out. Yes, she did. And this was quite interesting because she came out with a brand new haircut. Very exciting times. I know. She has black hair. It's in Mm -hmm. like a bob now. Yep. And then after that, her music stopped. Yep. She She just took her hoodie off. Looking angry. Looking very angry straight at Charlotte. And then she picked up this like weapon of war. (laughs) I don't even know what to call it. Something that came from The Walking Dead. Yeah, pretty much. It, it, It looked like... 
had it looked just like a plank of wood. It looked like a small weird pickaxe. Yes. But with a longer handle and much more narrow, deadly human stabby uh, <laughs> blades. <laughs> Human stabby blade. Yes, that's but it, the technical term for it, it. It is. That is. That is what the technical people yeah. call it. But she didn't stab humans. No, she didn't. No. But she did stab me in my heart because she destroyed the wacky waving inflatable arm failing tube men. Them. Yes. How dare she? About bloody time. Yes, honestly. It's, it's really been a long time coming. Yeah. Like, she teased it the last time she came out. She was like, oh, do you still want them? Do you still want them? Yeah, we'll still have them. Now she's like, well, you know what? I'm done with them. I'm done with them and I'm done with you. Mm. Yeah, she she destroyed all of them, slashed them, all the air went out of them. She threw them off the stage and the yep. crowd were booing. She's now very, very angry, which yes. I really, really like. It's nice yeah. seeing an angry heel Bailey. Yeah. And it makes a difference from her coming out and being like, hey, I'm a heel, but I'm still doing exactly the same things I was doing before. Yeah, it was kind of an... It was the gro- the equivalent of growing up awkward teen transition moment for her, <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, it didn't really gel. We knew that she was heel, but she's still, I'm a hugger. Mm-hmm. And now she's kind of like... I'm a psychopath. (laughs) (laughs) Or something. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Basically that. Basically that. Um, So yeah, she came up with this brand new attitude commentary Mm -hmm. putting over, oh, brand new attitude from Bailey. And she was saying that kind of the Hell in a Cell match with Charlotte was kind of the breaking point of her. She threw a tantrum after the match and she looked all upset and Mm. the camera lingered on her for way too long while she was all sad and crying and stuff. But she, um, she, I really like this new persona. Mm. I do think, though, that maybe she could do with some new gear just to kind of differentiate the two yeah. characters because I feel like she looked a little bit too similar, even with the new haircut. Mm. I think if she did a drastic overhaul and did, like, completely new gear, I think that might differentiate her a little bit more from her old character. Yeah, I think you're right. If anything, like, the the sort of the jacket she was wearing when she walked to the ring, mm-hmm. something like that, just a little bit, a little bit more metal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that. The colours were were a nice change. It's not she's not bright colours. It's not the the pinks, the purples, the blues, the greens. It's just this sort of dual tone black and yellow gear yeah. going on. Not vibrant yellow, but faded. It's like gold, kind yeah, of. Yeah, almost like that. Yeah. yeah, which is it was a a, a nice change. Mm-hmm. I think more if anything a step in the right direction. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and of course, as the chat will no doubt be telling us, mm-hmm. it's one step closer. To Bailey Sting, everyone. We're getting there. It's happening. She's got the black hair now. She does. You know it's coming. You know it's coming. Sean Turner's going to be very happy. (laughs) Um, But then they get into the match, and Charlotte dominates most of it because she's Charlotte and she's got to be strong. Yeah. It's not not the way I would have booked this match, but it was fine. It was a it was a very a fast start. Like Bailey just went straight in and was like, "Ring bell, I'm going to punch you very hard now." And then yeah, Charlotte. Charlotte be Charlotte. <laughs> Charlotte be Charlotte, yo. And I I don't know if this is Charlotte's input or whether it's someone like Vince trying to say, we've got to keep Charlotte strong, so let's make mm. her dominate most of this match. Or whether it's Charlotte actually being quite, like, I don't want to say arrogant, but, like, mm. whether she has that tendency to kind of put herself over. I don't think she does. I think it's just Vince being like, yeah. I love Charlotte. Let's push her lots. Yeah, I could I could see that more, yeah. I think. Um, but uh, <coughs> this was actually... I, all, all that said, this was a fine match. This was a yes. pretty decent match. And uh, there were some there were some nice spots on there. Bailey went for an illegal pin again, uh, yes, but Charlotte kicked out of it. Uh, Bailey hit a nice running knee and then an elbow drop for a near fall. She already hit a mm-hmm. Bailey to belly earlier in the match, which Charlotte kicked out of. 
Yes. And there was a natural selection, which Charlotte then went into the figure eight for, but then Bailey just rolled it up mm. for the win yeah. using a roll up, which is the strongest finisher in the women's division. <clears throat> a roll yeah, up. Yeah, a little bit. Mm. So wasn't a great finish. However, Bailey's the SmackDown Women's Champion again. Yeah. With this new character. Which honestly, I'm here for. Yeah, it's it's nice. Mm. It's it's a very nice change. You know, we've had we've had Happy Go Lucky Bailey for so long, mm-hmm. and it is one of those things people have sort of spoken about a little bit. It's like, it, I think it was more pronounced with Sasha Banks when she was face, and people really wanted heel Sasha to come back. Mm-hmm. And then you have all the commentary saying, you know, is is this going to affect their friendship and everything? And Corey saying, oh, he's going, she's going to stay loyal, and then she only gone and done it. Yeah, um, she went done did it. She, she <laughs> those are words that work together. <laughs> she went done. She did went it. done did it. You heard me. Did I stutter? It um, sounded like you might have done. I did not. It'd be what it did. Um, but uh, then, as she got the win, it sounded like there was some new music playing yeah. for Bailey as well. It was that was like interesting. a Rocky theme, mm. not not Rocky the movie, not that one. but the rock genre. It yes. sounded guitar-y, is it what did, I'm trying yeah. to say. Not Atari. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stop now. Uh, but yeah, it, it sounded very much more like a, a kind of generic rock theme rather than, you know, the the Bailey hugging music. Yeah. Which again is a very necessary change if this is the new character they're going Absolutely. for. Absolutely. Yeah. That's um, sort of two of the three big changes that we'd look for in mm-hmm. Bailey. The look, good change, certainly step in the right direction. Yeah. Music, again, very nice step in the right direction. There's just one more missing piece of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Give us that finishing move. Yeah, pretty please. I was saying, because uh, peeling back the curtain, uh, Dave and I came in very early this morning to yes. watch SmackDown together because obviously this is Dave's first time doing this. So in order to help guide him a little bit, we came in a little <laughs> bit early and we yeah. watched SmackDown together. And the whole time we were watching this match, both of us were saying, well, she, uh, Charlotte's kicked out of the Bailey to belly. Yep. Bailey's going to do a new finisher. Then she goes for the elbow drop, she which goes Charlotte the elbow kicked drop. out of as well. Charlotte kicked out. Thinking, like, right, surely. This has got to be a new finisher for Bailey. then. Yeah. This is going to be cool if she has something, some cool new finisher to fit in with the character. That's great. She didn't. She won with a roll-up, which is yeah. unfortunate. But then after that, she had that new music playing while she did it. Mm. And then she grabbed the microphone. Yeah. And she cut a promo that said... <laughs> Hey, you bitches, screw all of you, and then drop mic the drop. mic. Seven word promo. I don't know how to feel about this promo. Even with the heel turn mm-hmm. that's been coming and been evolving, wasn't quite expecting that one. No. I, I don't know whether it feels corny to me or cool. And I can't decide which one it is. It's a weird mix of both. It is. Because it's a cool thing to do, to come on and just be like, hey, bitches, screw all of you. Especially after the ring. such a long time of exactly. being the hugger. As, as a long time being the hugger and with this whole new character and mm. vibe about her, it's a very different style of her. And it, I think it really worked. I just don't think I'm ready for Bailey to start saying, hey, you bitches. Yeah. I think it just really just... It jarred with me. It was yeah. really, really a jarring thing to just go, wait, what? And I yeah, don't know if it was bit. in a good way or a bad way. I can't decide yet. Either way, it was effective in what it did. I just think she shouldn't have won with a roll-up if she was going to win. Also, if Vince wanted, because the report is that the reason The Fiend didn't win on Sunday was because he wanted Seth, 
Brock, Charlotte, and Becky as your four big champions going into this new era of yeah. television programming. So why did Bailey win then? Yeah, that's if a you weird want one. Charlotte as the champ, why did Bailey win? Or more to the point, why did Bailey lose on Sunday to then win to it then back regain. on Friday? That's the bit I don't understand. And I maybe it was just they had Charlotte win in order to break Bailey, so she had a reason to snap and change character. Yeah. That I can kind of buy. I think that works decently well. But I just don't know if they told that story enough or if maybe this shouldn't have been for the title. Maybe it should have been Bailey beats up someone else first. Yeah. And then she goes back after Charlotte again. I'm not sure how how to play if, it. If Bailey had been if if that breaking point last Sunday was what it was, which mm. is fair, if Bailey then, I don't know, just goes on a bit of a tear, gets gets a few squash matches under a belt, just beats people up mm-hmm. and works her way back to Charlotte. Slices them with weapons of war, you that know, too, things yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Giving um, them giving them scars, taking her pound of flesh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You wanna know how you got these scars? <laughs> uh so yeah, I think. It's a good change. Mm. I'm excited for new Bailey. Yes. I'm excited to see where she goes from here. I don't want Charlotte to face her again. No. And I'd really like it if Bailey was a bit more dominant in her matches from this Very point much on. So. And I really want her to get uh, to have a new finisher. Mm. That's what I take from it. Maybe that's going to be Charlotte's thing. Maybe she's just going to be the one that turns people here and breaks them. Of course. We've, we've, yeah. had, we've had Becky. Yep. Now we've had Bailey. Mm-hmm. I guess Natalia's next. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
here, we've got to say some special thank yous to our $25 and above pledge hammers on Patreon. If you haven't gone to our Patreon yet, patreon.com slash WrestleTalk, you can become a patron as well, and you can get your own personalized wrestling name that we'll read out on this very show. So thank you to the man who wears the gold, the man recognized by SWAF Nation International as the 24-7 champion, our legend. Woo! Yeah. And nice. you get your own cheap pop. You get your own cheap pop. The redneck, Dennis Hicks. Woo! Yeah, Dennis Hicks. Yeehaw. Michael Plowman, that's his name. That name again is Michael Plowman. Michael Ooh, Plowman. Yeah. It awesome. is a Simpsons reference. Join him, Johnny Oa. Johnny Oa. Johnny Oa. Oh, yeah, very good. Big Bad Blake Lloyd. Woo! Oh, yeah. Very good. Nice. Martin Santo, you're talking to me? Hey, you got the hey. reference first try. Lovely stuff. Of course, of course. The Perfect Storm, Noah Trombley. Noah. Oh, yes. Woo. Perfect Storm. Caught in a Travis Webb. Great pun work. Great love pun it. work. Love Great it. stuff. Absolutely love it. I think he's talking to you, Damian Thompson. Oh, yes. Great stuff. Beautiful. Great stuff. The Monster Among Patreons, Brian Strowman. Yes. Yeah, very clap good. Clap these hands. Yes, clap these hands. Ooh, Stream Slayer. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, very lovely, good. Lovely. So handsome, he makes all the boys Joe Ellis. Joe Ellis. Joe Ellis. Great, great palm work from Andy Datsun. Shaun of the Dead Peril. Ooh, oh, yes. Lovely. Great lovely stuff. stuff. We're going on a Brian Huntley. Oh, yeah, we are. Yes, we all are. All the way out on the hunt. And finally, Robin Banks Lee Roberts. Thank you very much, everyone, for your support on Patreon. Let's get into some Susu Super Chats real quick. Uh, we've got Jazoan saying, Bailey's thing finally happened. I knew that one was going to come up. It was always it going to be. It's inevitable. Uh, the DA said, why does Bailey look like she wants to see the manager? Yeah, she, she kind of does. With that haircut, she's, it's a very mum haircut, isn't it? <laughs> Come out with her new name of Karen. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Karen. <laughs> it's just Karen. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Matthew Robinson said, finally, Bailey heel turn. I mean, she was a heel before, but sure. Uh, wish she practiced more on cutting down wavy men. That's true. I mean, I think it worked fine. I don't think there was anything necessarily wrong with her. Slashing the things, I think it works. Yeah, it works I think okay. she she's probably not a natural with that. We- doesn't have proficiency. <laughs> she doesn't have proficiency with that weapon. No. Yeah, I don't think anyone does. I think she no. probably invented it. I don't even know what it is. It looked very makeshift. Yeah, it literally like someone has stuck some toilet rolls together and put a couple of blades on the end of it. It was really Maybe weird. Was. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. Um, Pavi let Andy out of his cage. Let's not let Andy out of his cage. You should never be on a video ever again. <laughs> Says. Uh, <laughs> Dave needs a haircut and a beard to fit in. Ah, well, I mean, I I wouldn't want to draw attention away from Pete's magnificent beard on my first time. I mean, I think Laurie's is probably better than mine. Let's be real. I'm just saying, to fit in, you need a bald head and you need a beard. That's just kind of the quote. I I don't don't know if you got the email, the memo from, from Ollie, but that's kind of the... Is this part of the hazing now. that I've seen? Yes. Hit? Oh God. Yes. You. I'm. I'm telling you now. Basically, you've got to shave. Just saying. <sighs> well, <laughs> uh, I'll they, do what I can. <laughs> they go on to say. Uh, also, doesn't Bailey's gear look like Dakota Kai's? Uh, a little bit. Oh, um, yeah. Such a bad draft. Wish it was when McMahon's took over. Um. 
Yeah, it kind of was a bit of an anticlimactic draft. I'd say mm. it was a bit too quick for my liking. We'll talk about it more when we come on yeah, to the we'll main show. Yeah, we'll get into show. that one. Um, but uh, yeah, you definitely need to shave your head, mate. Um, <laughs> Do what I can. Uh, Timothy Jones says, hey, hey, Pete and Guy, uh, all I got out of that Bailey match is that they really want to get Charlotte to 16 reigns. Her last two to three reigns were less than a month. 100% yeah, that's agree. True. Yep, they just did it because it's someone that they wanted to beat Bailey with and it's someone that they can get another championship reign out of. She's yeah. up to 10 now. Not before long, she's going to be at 11. Yeah, they can start just piling on the numbers. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know they're not averse to like doing something for the record. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, definitely going to do it. Mm. Um, Ali Mack said, Heal Bailey is my bay," And in brackets, T, hug life. So it's thug life. It's like good. That. Very good. I like it. Very nice. We are yeah. fans of wordplay here. So. Very, very good. Let's get into the rest of the show. Let's yes. get into the rest of SmackDown. Absolutely. So, show started off. Pyro once again. Always nice to see. Always great to see Pyro. Love it. And the show kicked off with the one of the uh, announced matches that they had, which was Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. And mm. the winner of this gets first draft pick for their brand, which doesn't really make sense because no one has a brand anymore. Yeah. I don't really understand this one. So Seth Rollins was fighting for Raw. Roman Reigns was fighting for SmackDown, Mm. which is the brands that they were on beforehand. However, the point of this draft is that no one has any brands anymore. Yeah. Everyone is a a free agent, essentially. Mm -hmm. And then everyone just kind of gets picked for each brand. Yes. So doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Yeah. But sure, we'll look past it, I guess. You could almost imagine the look on their faces being like, what are we really fighting for here? (laughs) Um, Roman gets Pyro because he's important. Yes. Uh, Michael Cole then points out the plot hole, saying, Roman Reigns is fighting for SmackDown here, but who even knows if he's going to end up on that brand at the end of the show? Well, yep. why is he fighting then? Yeah. Idiot. He had a few, um, few of those little nuggets of wisdom from Michael Cole. Mm-hmm, yeah. we, may, we may never see this matchup again. Firstly, I mean... He's, you uh, will. It, it's Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. Like, you absolutely will. We're going to see it again. They've mm-hmm. both got quite a lot of time left. Yes. And also, it lo- I'd love to know exactly how many times he said that throughout the whole show. I wasn't it was counting. A lo- it was a lot. Many times. That he said that one phrase in particular. Mm. Um, when Seth came out, he was completely fine yep. from Hell in a Cell. Absolutely zero stunning. Not, not necessarily from a physical standpoint because he didn't actually take that many moves. No, not really. But the whole point of the match, I thought, was that Bray was goading Seth to embrace the hate if you will he yes. was doing that to embrace his demons and let him in etc mm. and seth did and he went yeah. crazy and he hit him with a sledgehammer and he got didn't get dq'd no referee stoppage <laughs> it's a very important difference but then seth came out here doing his burn it down he was like hey roman yeah. fist bump etc just broing out with two bros mm-hmm. so i don't former buddies former buddies Seth and Roman, even though they are current buddies. Yes, they were. They they they're former former buddies. Former former buddies. Yes. I don't know anymore. <laughs> Does um, anyone? So I didn't really like that. Great selling Seth, but mm. hey ho. Uh, this, despite the rules meaning nothing, this was a fun match. This was very fun it back was. and forth. It was. Um, really enjoyed a couple of their spots. 
Uh, there were some nice throwbacks to previous matches that they've had. Yeah. They had Rollins in control after an ad break. They had a, a suplex spot where both of them were trying to do a suplex back on each other. Ends with a Rollins knee. Reigns hits a power bomb, which he lifted him up with one hand, which yep. was pretty cool. Uh, two dives onto Reigns. There was a frog splash for a near fall. Burn it down chance. He goes for the stomp. Reigns counters. Inziguru from Rollins. Reigns get, uh, and him go back and forth. And there's a buckle bomb into a Superman punch for a near fall. It was it was just fun. Yeah, it was really fun back and forth stuff. I mean, you've got the the the, the two of the top, if not the top, obviously guys on their on their brands. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had so many so many fights. It was natural way to start it. And like you know, it's an obvious point for them for the commentators to say you know these two know each other so well. But it made for some wonderful counter work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and and. On this occasion, it works because they really do know each other so well. Yeah. Because they debuted in the Shield together. Yeah. That's kind of the Absolutely. thing. Um, there was a really nice spot here where Roman Reigns went for a spear and he yep. counted it into a pedigree, pedigree which nice. is a lovely throwback to the match they had. I think it was either at Payback or the one after. Whenever Rollins came back from his injury, I think it was at Payback, so it would have been the pay-per-view after. There might have been Money at the Bank. Nope, Money at the Bank was when Ambrose won it. Can't remember what pay-per-view <laughs> it was. However, that's how there was a spot when Seth won. Yeah. Uh, with that, he hit the pedigree from a spear. Reigns kicked out, and then he picked him up, hit another pedigree, and then just Until won. The win, yeah. Um, so that was a really nice throwback to that spot. But then after that, Seth seems like he's gearing up for the win. Burn it down, uh-huh. etc. And then, lights cut out. Here comes the Fiend. Yeah. So, I thought their feud was over, personally. From, from Hell in yeah. a Cell, I thought that they didn't mention it on Raw because they wanted to just kind of Really, let's, let's just forget that ever happened. Brush it under the carpet. Yeah, because they knew they screwed up with Hell in a Cell. That was yeah. what that was my understanding, anyways. Finn comes out. This feud must continue, and he pops up from the ring. Yeah, comes out from the ring. Mandible claws Rollins with half of him still <laughs> under the ring. Yep. Then drags Rollins into the hole that he's made in the ring, mm-hmm. and some smoke comes out. Very, very Kane. Very Kane. Mm. And I do worry that he's slightly becoming a bit more of a spooky smoke character rather than, you know, a psychopath. No, a sociopath, as he said on the Firefly Funhouse. Yeah. Uh, I really worry that that's, that's the direction they're going rather than what they'd built in a psychopath character. Yeah, I, I hope not. Like, I mean, I think we've heard how much sort of creative freedom Bray Wyatt is given mm-hmm. with this kind of thing. If they're then going to sort of if they're going to be the ones to then mess up a booking as majorly as they did, such a big booking, mm-hmm. and then to boot start messing around in that kind of creative direction. One of the most hyped roster characters in I in don't even know a how long. So long, yeah. Don't don't do him dirty like this. No, exactly. Um but then uh Rollins comes back out of the hole. Yes. Climbs his way back out. Uh, from the smoke, and we get one of the best moments of the show. Go for Bray Wyatt. Where the fiend? Gonna do a, re- uh, a, a live demo here. He's not actually kneeling down. He just pops up, kind of like this. This is great audio content for podcasts. Oh yeah, by absolutely. The way. He just pops up with his head. Looks around a bit, looks and then around. just pops back down again. And then just goes back down, like some kind of weird whack-a-mole. It's a weird kind of gopher yes. that he was trying to, trying to imitate. Yes. Which I think was amazing. It yes. was so funny. And it was it was great to see him just be like, huh? 
Am I going to continue beating you up? No, nah, I don't feel like it. I don't really want and to. And just today. went back in the hole. Yeah. Uh, and then you get the lights cut out again, and then he's on the stage. Appears, yeah. And then that must have been really weird for the live crowd, because even when the lights go out, you can still see it. Yep. So you must have just seen Bray just scuttle up the ramp, <laughs> just waiting. Just like, just like army crawling. <laughs> uh, and then you get the lights doing the, the wacky lights thing, and he's on the stage, and yep. then it cuts to black. Um, Upshot of it all being that... um. The match is a DQ. The match was a DQ, which they bloody love doing these days. Yeah, they do. Wasn't a referee stoppage. Important to note that. <laughs> um, very, very important distinction. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I mean, this was fine. This was something slightly different on the standard formula they've been doing of yeah. Fiend attacks, Rollins, hits a mandible claw. Granted, they still kind of just did the same thing, but they added that little extra layer on top of it with dragging him in under the yeah. ring, which was a nice touch, I guess. I just don't see where they're going with The Fiend. Why are they feuding with Rollins still? Yeah, it seemed like a weird decision to mm-hmm. have taken after what happened at Hell in a Cell. Yeah. After the amount of people saying, like, well, if if this, you know, if, if the result wasn't going to go the way you wanted, don't book it in the first place. Yep. And then they just bring it back. Yeah. So it's like, if if they're building to Survivor Series to have The Fiend try and challenge Rollins there. Yeah. One, he has to win. Yes. But then two, this comes back to another thing that happens later on in the show. Bray yes. Wyatt gets drafted to SmackDown. Yeah, that was... So I don't know strange. where they're going. Because currently, Seth hasn't been drafted. He wasn't no. part of the draft pool that they had on SmackDown. He's going to be drafted on Raw. And you just assume one of the top picks for... For Raw. Raw, probably. You'd, you'd think. Because he's the universal champion. I yeah. could totally see him going to SmackDown, but I don't know what they're going to do with the belt if that's the case. Yeah. If he gets drafted to SmackDown and vacates the Universal Championship because that's a raw belt, then having a Bray-Seth feud is fine. Yeah, I'm okay with that. It's not for the belt. Bray can just win yeah. without you know championships being ruined or whatever logic they want to use. So I think it can... That would be fine. But also... The whole point of this is to re-split the brands. Yeah. So if he doesn't go to SmackDown, this makes no sense. Him continuing to pester Rollins makes yeah. no sense. Unless Rollins goes to SmackDown as well. I don't know if I see it happening. I don't know. I don't uh, know what they're going to do. S- some interesting decisions clearly have been made that, yeah. you know, we, we cannot fathom. Mm, yeah. Will um, we ever be able to fathom them? I don't know. And I, I think the moment was pretty cool with him dragging him under the ring. Yes. It was slightly marred by Michael Cole saying, The Fiend is dragging Rollins to hell! Yeah. I mean, the, which is the time, not a great line from the, Cole. The time, of, the time of underneath the ring being hell mm-hmm. is, is so long gone. So far gone now. Like, you, you don't want the hokum anymore. Mm-hmm. Like the reason the fiend works is because he's he's not that kind of thing. He is. He's not a spooky dookie. No, he's born of horror movies. He's born of slasher movies. Yeah. The kind of things that we actually do find scary. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. you know, it's not that weird Bray Wyatt's House of Horrors thing anymore. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's no pro- no projections on the ring. No, et no, yeah. we find creepiness in other things. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So this led to Seth Rollins gets the DQ win, uh-huh. which means Raw gets the first draft pick, which yes. 
is probably the way it would have always gone because Raw gets three picks every round and SmackDown gets two because Raw's a three-hour show and SmackDown is a two-hour show. So yeah. Raw gets more picks than SmackDown, which makes sense. Makes sense. So we get on to <coughs> my favorite thing on this show. We get a look backstage oh, at the Fox and USA Network's War rooms! Oh, yes. They're this... not just rooms. Oh, no, 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 no. This not, is they're not, war. They're not meeting rooms. No. They're not consultation they're not, they're rooms. They're not boardrooms. They're not boardrooms. No. They are war, war rooms. <laughs> and these people in these rooms, they claimed they were USA and Fox Network execs. I have never seen a group of people that are less like Fox and USA Network execs than this bunch of people. Never. We are more executive than We're more executive than this bunch of people. Yeah. These people were the most obvious plants you've ever seen in your life, and they are the best thing on this show. Oh, they were glorious. Don't get us wrong here. They were fantastic. They were absolutely amazing. So we get a look backstage at the Fox Network one first. Yep. People there, it's like they've grabbed some people off the street, just said, do some business stuff. Yeah. So people are there going, uh, on the phone. There's yeah. people pointing at whiteboards and waving papers yeah. and general business things. And clearly there was one person who didn't have a suit. He said, I don't have a suit. Why am I going? And they said, you know what? We've got you covered. <laughs> because suddenly there was an American football robot cyborg. <laughs> now, granted... I'm sure this make this makes perfect sense for American viewers. For people who understand what the NFL yes. robot is, yes. I'm sure it makes perfect sense. We do not. <laughs> we have no idea what that is. <laughs> and it looks, you've got to understand, for someone who is not privy to NFL, yeah. who doesn't see that kind of thing on the regular, that's such a jarring thing yeah, to see. In a room full of people wearing suits. <laughs> These businessmen and women. And acting like and they're the robots. Equal. Yeah, and acting like he's one of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of the gang. <laughs> it was just so bonkers. It was very so strange. Good. We'll just talk about the, every segment that they're in now. Yeah. And then we won't come back to them later. Yeah. But they constantly, after every round of drafts, they went back into the war rooms. Uh -huh. And they showed their various reactions to things. So the first one, you saw the Fox Network reacting to them acquiring Roman Reigns on SmackDown. Big, Spoil big Spoiler, Roman Reigns goes to SmackDown. Big acquisition. Big acquisition. These <laughs> businessmen and women, I want to point that out again. Businessmen and women in suits with an NFL robot with one them. One of them wearing Ultimate Warrior No, that's in the, that's oh, in the USA that the one. That's the other one. Uh, we'll, we'll, get get the, we'll get to that one. Yeah. These businessmen and women all... Celebrate like WrestleTalk oh, did yeah. when we pretended that CM Punk was going to AEW. Mm -hmm. They went, yeah! They were all over it. Massive celebration. Paper flying everywhere. Party poppers were yep, coming out. There were party poppers. Oh, it was the greatest thing I've ever seen. It, it's, just, it's, it's beyond words how funny this is. I, I was crying from oh, laughter. Oh, yeah. He, he was. He genuinely Actually was. Actually crying from laughter. I can't imagine what they were told to imagine they were <laughs> celebrating. <laughs> you won the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah no, you no, won and, the Olympics. And, yeah. Not not your team won the Super Bowl. No, you. You individually. You won the Super Bowl <laughs> and the Olympics. <laughs> Celebrate as if that happened. 
Oh my god! And in they the, they lost it. Yeah, in the USA one, there was a, a <sighs> businessman, a USA executive, was wearing Ultimate Warrior face paint. The that that particular room. I feel like that one didn't have anything as outlandish as the cyborg. As the robot NFL. But it man. had so many more little things that just made no sense. The massive box of bootios <laughs> on the table <laughs> in this executive meeting. A normal snack for a business meeting. Of course. What else have we got here? There was um there was of course the face the face the paint. Ultimate fellow. Warrior face the paint ultimate man. warrior face paint. There was a, there was one of those, you know how like in in movies when you go into the lawyer's office and there's that sort of name plaque. Mm-hmm. There was one there that just said, The Authority. <laughs> <laughs> Which would have been fine if Triple H and Stephanie McMahon were there. <laughs> they weren't there. They weren't. <laughs> they weren't there. <laughs> what else was there? There was the, they had these massive planning boards. Yeah. Clearly they were planning out their draft. Half of them were just massive pictures of the people they intended to draft. <laughs> You genuinely can't write this stuff, but no. clearly someone did, someone did, which is how it happened. And oh, one, one man. thing I noticed, just as we pause the seal to get a, a picture for something, mm-hmm. they had like these these big like um uh, flat screen TVs, mm-hmm. like computer up, projecting up on the wall. One of them had an error on it. <laughs> it had an error message. <laughs> Little box with a red with red cross in it. They're paying no attention oh, to that, of man. course. This was so good. This it was made mental. my day. It was mental. Watching this. It's so stupid. It so was. hokey. It was the funniest thing. It and I'm really so was. glad they did it. It almost made up for each superstar not coming out. Yes. Almost. But not quite. Anyway, let's get on to the first yeah. round of picks. Because they mm-hmm. explained the draft rules. Which almost <laughs> sort of made sense. Rules. Sort y- of. Y- we say rules. <laughs> I'm glad they explained it now. And, you know, not beforehand. Yeah. Stephanie McMahon comes out. Mm-hmm. To officiate the uh, the draft process, yep. she had a quite nice line when she came yeah. in. And she goes, "Come on, guys, no booing. No booing. What? You disappoint me. You disappoint me. It's Lovely. quite funny." Um, then we get the first round of picks. So Raw goes first, and they draft Becky Lynch. Entirely fair. Totally fair. SmackDown gets Roman Reigns. Totally Again, fair. Completely. Both cover stars of Two K Twenty. Yeah. Both big names, big draws. Very much associated with those brands already. Perfect. Yep, makes sense. Raw gets the OC. Interesting decision. Which. You know, on paper, my personal view, top pick. Bloody love the OC. They're amazing. They did just get beaten by Braun Strowman and every other tag team in recent memory. Yeah. It's it's kind of like they... You get the feeling that it's like they wanted AJ Styles, Mm -hmm. but the OC came with him. The OC came with him. Yes, exactly. It's like you want to go out with your friends and your mum says, well, you've got to take little brother with you. Yeah, 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 exactly. Y- your two little brothers who are bigger than you. Yeah, you can One get AJ three. Styles. Also, you know, the other guys are yeah. there, but whatever. And then after that, SmackDown got The Fiend. Yep. The OC got picked before The Fiend. Yes. Good job, guys. Mm-hmm. But then to round off the first, uh, the first round, Raw got Drew McIntyre. Huge fan of that pick. Cool. Love it. Love Drew McIntyre. Yep. Glad he's there. Um, we get the SmackDown War Room celebrating like they just won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Which is good because for the most part they're celebrating. There's one part where they were not celebrating and oh, they, they got very, really into it. Someone genuinely threw his phone at the ground. <laughs> Such commitment. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was incredible. Um, they go to the WWE draft panel, which is like yeah. the, the kind of panel they have for a kickoff show. There was Renee Young. Yep. There was... 
There was, I, mean, I know there was, was Booker T. It was Renee Young, Booker T, Beth Phoenix. Oh, she was there! Yep. God, I did not notice anything she said. And Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe was also there. Being super nice. Yeah. Just a baby face. Yeah. Samoa Joe. Also, Booker T said some Booker, things. He said, he said Booker T things. Beth Phoenix was there. Yeah. No idea what she said, if she said anything. Probably. Sure, whatever. Yeah. Tried to make the draw feel legit. Didn't really work. Mm. Uh, King Corbin came out next. Um, and he cut a pretty standard promo just saying, I'd share all my riches with you. I'm such a benevolent king. Just kidding, no one. No, <laughs> you all I, suck. I hate you all. I yeah. hate everything. All hail King Corbin. Which we do. Yes. We we, we He's do. very good. Yeah. Like him a lot. Outcome, uh, but then after this, before Shorty Gable came out. Of course. We've got to talk to Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. Yep. For Buck's sake. <laughs> and they talk about NFL or some other such nonsense. And talking about how prestigious a draft is, nice try, is what I've written. Yeah, uh, apparently uh, Troy Aikman was a number one draft pick in 1989 for the Dallas Cowboys. Why does any of that matter? Why does anyone care? We Well, Ameri- Amer- our American viewers may do because they follow oh, NFL much more than us. Oh yeah, we're probably going to get a torrent of hate comments in the chat right about now when people are just like... You guys don't know about NFL! And we'll be like, no, because we we're in England. Yeah. We're sorry. It's it's not we're our not bag. Sorry. <laughs> not sorry. I'm trying to be a friend. <laughs> you are the friend, Dave, just I Dave. I am the friend, just Dave. Uh, so, yeah, we had some NFL people talking about NFL. Yep. Uh, King Corbin versus Shorty Gable was next, though. Mm-hmm. We got a recap uh, video package of Corbin versus Gable at Hennessel and the subsequent beatdown that happened afterwards. Really enjoyed that. Yeah, it's very fun. Um, and this, again, was a decent match. Yeah. A very, very fun finish, I'd say. Yes. It was a really good finish this match. It was a standard match. Corbin overpowered him. Gable came back, did some few things here mm. and there. A couple of German suplexes and things like that from Gable. Yep. His back gave out at one point because he couldn't did, quite yeah. muster him up, um, which was fun. The crowd actually chanted STD at Corbin, which I'm they did. fully surprised that that still exists in a week after The Rock came back and called mm. him an STD. Fully yep. expected that to die a death. Very quickly. Apparently not. But it's still going, apparently. Um, so, yeah, there was some good stuff in here. Uh, Corbin went for a deep six, and Gable counted it into a bulldog. That was nice. That was very cool. Um, he drop kicked Corbin into the timekeeper's area. Gable hit a really nice, beautiful moonsault from the top. Yeah. Really good. There was the Chaos Theory German suplex as well coming in. It was amazing. Um, and then Gable manages to lock in an ankle lock, mm-hmm. which was cool. And then with Corbin trying to roll out of it, he rolled with him and maintained control on the ankle lock, which was super, super cool. Uh, as Corbin goes to counter it, uh, Gable really quickly then rolls him up, yeah. which was another really great spot. Um, but then Corbin kicked out, hit an end of days, and won the match, which yeah. is fine. Yeah, it's fine. I think so. Like, I'm not super invested in, in Shorty Gable, which is now his official name. His actual wrestling name it's, is Shorty Gable. It's on the Titan. It's Tron. not Shorty Chad Gable. It's not no, Chad no. Shorty Gable. No, Neither it's... of those. Shorty Gable. Yes. Just one step away from Shorty G, guys. It's happening. Um, so one Corbin day. hit the end of day. He's got the pin. Yeah. Cool. Fine match. Fine match. Yeah, no problem with it. No, we had the uh, the next round of picks. Do you want to take us through these next round of picks? Yes. Dave. Absolutely. So in comes uh, round two of the picks. Steph mm-hmm. is back out mm-hmm. doing all the announcements. Um, so... Up first in these picks for Raw, Randy, Randall Keith, the, solid the Viper. Pick. Very solid, solid pick. pick. Always going to go in the early stages mm-hmm. is Randy. Um, in for SmackDown, Sasha Banks. She's got blue hair. It had to happen. Yeah. I think that's probably the only reason. Yeah, I'd say so. I think they're probably 
putting all their stars on SmackDown, but also she's got blue hair and that's why it happened. Yes. Uh, Up next for Raw, taking Ricochet. Love it. Sure. Love me a bit of Ricochet. He's fantastic. Oh, he is. He's just been treated terribly since he's come to me. Yes, he has. Well, he He had that really good start and then they just kind of went, yeah. So, whatever. Let's just make you job to AJ Styles. Mm -hmm. Also, Ricochet got picked before this next pick. Yes. Next pick for SmackDown. Braun Strowman. Yeah, because they're putting all the big stars on SmackDown. Yes. That's how it, it goes. It seems so. Yep. And then the final pick of round two, the, the second pool of drafts, final pick for Raw, Bobby Lashley. Let's reward the guy that's cheating on another man's wife. And the crowd goes mild. Yes. Yes, they do. Yep. That um, was that. The Raw room celebrated the autumn get. Yes. Again, celebrating like they won something really big. Absolutely. They go back to the draft panel. Booker T says some more nonsense. Please stop. Yeah, I've pretty much just written, shut up, Booker T. I put, please point. stop, Booker T. Ah, you so, were much more polite than I was. Yeah. <laughs> being a very bad friend to Booker T. <laughs> uh, we got a video recap of the Braun Strowman Tyson Fury confrontation from last week. Yep. And we got the official announcement, though it was official before the show started, of Tyson Fury versus Braun Strowman at Crown Jewel. Yes. On Halloween. That's going to be sure. fun then. Tyson's going to win. So you'd, you'd think. Yep. Cool. Uh, then we got a video recap immediately after that. So after we got a video recap of a confrontation that led to a match at Crown Jewel, we then got a recap of Kobe Kingston versus Brock Lesnar with the Cain Velasquez debut from last week, yep. which led into the announcement of Cain Velasquez versus Brock Lesnar at, at Crown, Crown Jewel. Jewel. It's the same thing. They just did the same thing back to back. Yeah. They, no no spreading out. out. Space them out. So they're not yeah. at the same point. I don't one know. One earlier, throw one in later. It's not that difficult. No, but hey-ho. Yeah. Um, Kate <coughs> Velasquez uh, reportedly signing a multi-year deal with WWE. Yep. Which you Retired can hear, you from... Can, uh... You can hear more about in the news yes. later today. Absolutely. Oh, so we've got the edited version. I'll be doing the review of SmackDown and Dave is going to be going over the news in the edited uh, version of the video, which is going up later today. So watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then speaking of Cain Velasquez and Brock Lesnar, we get Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar coming out next to talk about that match at Crown Jewel. Yeah. Uh, this was an interesting promo because Heyman really, really put over Cain Velasquez. Oh, yeah. He massively bigged up how much of a genuine threat he is about mm-hmm. how he's the only thing. Was, was, it, was it actually Velasquez is the only thing Brock feared or was it yeah. that day? No. He's saying the only thing that Brock Lesnar fears is reliving that day. Mm. Where Cain Velasquez beat the ever-loving S out of him. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. And he did. Oh, he yeah, really he did beat did. the ever-loving S out of him. He's like still they... got that scar on his cheek. You've seen that yeah. scar on Brock Lesnar's cheek? That's from Cain Velasquez. They showed, like, the, the video package and footage and, and pictures of what happened that day. And, like, his face is just... It's just red. Covered, beaten up. Yeah. Like, so... like we're used to him doing to other people. Yes, exactly, yeah. So, yeah, he was really putting over the fact that Cain is a threat, yes. and that Lesnar is legitimately scared of him, which mm-hmm. is a weird thing to admit. It was a very yeah. roundabout way of saying, Kane's really good, and we want you to think he's really good, but also I'm going to run him down. Yeah, It was like, look, Kane's the only thing that Lesnar fears, but Lesnar conquers his fears. We really don't want him to relive that day. Seriously, he really got beaten up, but we <laughs> will beat you. It was like a really, like... It it was quite jarring for me for them to yeah. just be like Lesnar scared everyone, but he'll he'll beat you. It just didn't really the the, the transition of like 
a really good promo is when you build up your opponent and then take them down further from there. Mm. This, I don't think, quite managed it. It built up Kane, but then it didn't really do the taking down bit. No. It didn't do it effectively, I should say, because they did try to do it, but I don't think it quite worked. No, quite. It's it's like they were trying to emulate that whole Brock versus Goldberg promo, mm-hmm. which is what one of my favourite things Paul Heyman's done in recent years, the yeah, but. Yeah, yeah, That yeah. was fantastic. And this whole thing he's doing now, this isn't a prediction, it's a spoiler, doesn't really have the same gravitas mm-hmm. as what happened there. And especially because he went to go say it, we're going to beat Cain Velasquez... That's not a prediction. That's a... And then he got cut off by Rey Mysterio's yeah. music, which means it's not a spoiler, which means Cain Velasquez is winning. Um, so yeah, he gets cut off by Rey Mysterio's music. Out comes Rey Mysterio and not Dominic. Uh, Cain uh-huh. Velasquez is back again. <laughs> yep. Still weird to me that Cain Velasquez is coming out to Rey Mysterio's music, but it doesn't really fit, I wouldn't It'll, say. No, not entirely. He'll get his own eventually, won't he? Hopefully. Just kind You'd of, hope. I'd, I'd, you could tell it was a last-minute decision on yes. WWE's part to try and get Kane Velasquez. Um, but uh, anyway, they, they come out, and uh, Kane has a really great line. Uh, he says it in Spanish, and Rey Mysterio translates it. Yeah. Uh, but I almost understood it. Someone who studied Spanish for A-level and was quite good at it. Not me. Almost understood it, but then I was like, no, nah, lost me. But then, luckily, Rey Mysterio translated it, and he said that the scar that Lesnar's got in his cheek, Kane's going to give him another one at Crown Jewel on the other side of his face. Yeah. And I was like, that's a cool that's line. That's quite a nice line. I quite like that. And then just turned around and walked off, And then they just nice. Yeah, they stared him down for a bit, and then they just walked off, which yeah. was awesome. Yeah, I'm honestly quite excited for this match. I, I think, didn't think I would be, but I am. I think I'm looking forward to it more than I am Strowman Fury. Yes, very much so. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, the New Day are backstage. They do their oh place. Las Vegas, I think they were in. That's the one. Yep. Uh, and then it goes to an ad break. Yes. <laughs> oh, get excited for some adverts. Yeah. Um, uh, we got some more people talking about NFL. Sure. Yeah, we're not, whatever. We're not really sure who they are. Who um, they are or what they're doing. I'm sure it's important to some people. For non-US viewers, not a clue. I guess you can see vaguely in a roundabout way why they're doing it this whole oh yeah more absolutely see why they're doing it they oh, want to have yeah. it more sports centric they're on fox they're going to get the sports people to talk about wwe as if it's another sport that can slot in right alongside your nfls mm. and your nbas and your others go on try again One sports more. there you go um so yeah so i can see why they're doing it it just doesn't resonate with a non-us crowd no is what i'd say i mean obviously with with the nfl they do have the their own draft yeah which is kind of where they're going with this is mm-hmm. the, one of the more famous drafts mm-hmm. going and now that you've got the 2019 draft coming up obviously here makes sense in it, that regard it, it does make sense why they're doing it i just don't like it that's fair Whatever. Not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Um, New Day are on the stage. uh, And they do a promo for Susan G. Komen. Uh, They've got a couple of breast cancer survivors with them. They put them over and how they met them a few years ago and helped them through it. They give them their own SmackDown Women's Championships. Which is cool. Yeah, it's a nice nice feel-good segment. Um, Then that leads to a New Day versus OC match. Yes. And I am... Okay. I'm not saying they shouldn't have done the Susan G. Komen stuff. Absolutely do that. No, of course. That's great. Yeah. Thumbs up from that. If you're going to then go into an OC versus New Day match, have Kingston, after that's done, have Kingston talk about his WWE Championship loss from last week. Because at the minute, Kingston doesn't care. It's just, it's like it's like it's just been forgotten. Yeah. By him. By him. Yeah. 
He came out, didn't address his loss in any way, shape, or form. No. He was just part of the New Day, and they came down for a six-man tag match. Yeah, it's... He was WWE champion a week ago. He was WWE champion a week ago after the his whole build-up, the whole 11 years thing going. Getting the crowd on, like... As, as, as long as the New Day have been a face stable, mm-hmm. people have always loved Kofi. Yeah. People have always loved Kofi from before. He's always had a decent groundswell of support at lowest. And for him to then come out and just not... It was like he'd never even been champion. Yeah, that's what it is. It was like he'd never even been in the frame. Mm-hmm. And it's weird from a point of view of the fact that he was and he's just not addressing it. And it's kind of odd for the fans who really, really got behind him. In exactly. a way that, he, even with the support he's always had, it's never been that much. No, never. And to just completely disregard it is, I don't want to say it's a slap in the face, but it's odd. Kind of is. A little yeah, bit. Kind of is, isn't it? Kind of is a slap <laughs> in the face. It's like you really believed in this guy. We're going to make him lose in nine seconds, seven yep. seconds, whatever it was. And then he's just, he's not even going to care. No. And I'm sure... Kofi Kingston, the person, cares. Yeah, Kofi Kingston, the character, does not care. No. Which is just, I don't know. It's sad. It it really, really, it leads into that Brian Alvarez rant that he had before Hell in a Cell, saying that WWE don't care about their fans, you're just a mark. Really kind of lends some credence to that. A little bit. Honestly. But anyway, we get the New Day versus the OC in a six-man tag match. The OC, of course, lest we forget were the second pick for Raw. Yes. Second pick for Raw. Second pick overall. Facing former WWE champion Kofi Kingston. What's the good way out of this? There isn't one. No. Um, this, this was a decent match. It didn't go very long. Um, there was an ad break in the middle of it. Almost immediately after the bell rang, there was yeah. an ad break. Um, it didn't go super long. Uh they, again, this match had a very cool finishing sequence. It did. Really, really cool. There was Kofi and AJ Styles in the ring, and they just counted each other's big moves constantly. Yeah. SOS gets countered. Calf Crusher countered. Went for the phenomenal forearm. Countered. It mm. was just constant back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, which ended with uh, a Trouble in Paradise from Kingston, pinned Styles for the one, two, three. Yep. So, Kofi should be beating AJ Styles. Kofi was WWE champion a week ago. AJ Styles is the current US champion. Kofi should be beating Styles. Yes. However, you've got two other people on the OC that are Mm. currently not champions. No. Why didn't Kofi pin one of them? That would seem to be the the logical conclusion. Mm. But of course, from watching the match, they weren't really in it. No. I mean, I I think they did stuff through the ad break, but of course, we don't see that. No, we don't see that at all. All we really saw... Was I think um, who was it who started it off? I Gallows. Think it was Gallows started yeah. off against Woods. Woods had some good showing in that match, mostly taking out the OC on the outside. Yeah, I mean Woods got immediately big booted as soon as the show yes. st- uh, the match started. Yeah. Then when he came back, they were fighting back. New Day fought back, and Kofi got a hot tag pretty much straight away. And then yeah. everyone did some moves, and then Woods took out everyone, and then you had the finishing sequence. Yeah. And that was about it. So <sighs> I don't know how to feel about this. It's good that Kofi got a win. Because yes. if Kofi lost again, that, that would have been, been a massive slap in the face. Yeah. That would have been awful. If he'd have lost to the OC, that would have been bad. So I'm glad Kofi won. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want him to sacrifice AJ again. Yeah. Because AJ seems to be doing a lot of that lately. Yeah. And I don't like it. Especially because he's a champion. 
Anyway, um, Kofi got a win. That was good. There was a recap of the Fiend stuff from earlier in the night. Yep. Then we got two back-to-back uh, draft pick rounds. Yes, we did. So we started off with Raw drafting Alexa Bliss. Just Alexa Bliss. No Nikki Cross. I thought, whoa, they're splitting up Cross and Bliss. The SmackDown robot was so upset by that. Oh, so upset. Really had, really was having an, a, like a breakdown. His feelings switched to sad. <laughs> <laughs> so they drafted Alexa Bliss. SmackDown then got Lacey Evans. Yep. Which I called. Uh, Raw then got Kevin Owens. Sure, I can yep, dig that's that. Fine. Sure, good with that. Big pick. SmackDown then got the Revival, who are lest we forget, because I forgot SmackDown, Smackdown Tag Team Champions. champions. Uh huh. Completely forgot that one. Then Raw gets Natalia. This led to my favorite moment of the night. <laughs> the, 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 the the Raw, Raw team. The the Raw War Room, <laughs> who were stoked by this. They were so excited to get Natalia. Oh my God, they were really? so excited. Because they, Overly they, they showed Fox being really mad about not getting Alexa Bliss. Yeah. And then they showed Raw being super happy about getting Natalia. Yeah. Oh my God, yes, I just love Natalia, was what everyone was saying. <laughs> Apparently, Apparently so. They went nuts. They celebrated more for Natalia than they did for Randy Orton. Yeah, they genuinely did. It was bemusing. It was incredible. I loved... I loved everything about these war rooms. Oh, yeah. The war rooms were fantastic. They need them on all episodes. They do, yeah. They just have random war rooms with no context in yes. every episode they going forward. They don't even have to be from those companies. No, just have random people. Just have assorted ones. <laughs> like the sponsors. The sponsors should have their own war rooms. Exactly. It's perfect. Those Cheez-Its from Pizza Hut? Yeah. So give them one. <laughs> Give them all cheese at pizzas flying across the room. And someone dressed as a kangaroo, probably. (laughs) (laughs) And then we got the final round of the draft. Uh, Do you want to take us through those ones? Um, Coming in for Raw, this was was kind of the tag team round. Yes. Uh, Raw taking the Viking Raiders. Nice pick. Sure, yeah. Can dig it. Um, Smackdown uh, responding with their own heavy hitting tag team of the Lucha House Party. Sure. Yep. Not sure I saw that one coming, but okay. sure. Speaking of things we then didn't see coming, Raw took Nikki Cross. Uh, you have very strong feelings of hatred about this, don't you? I have strong feelings of hatred for this. Because they have marketed this that it's the executives from these broadcasting networks that have made these picks. Yes. Not WWE. USA and Fox have made these picks. Yeah. Why would you make USA Network look like a bunch of idiots? Because Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross were listed as a tag team. They could be picked as one pick if they really wanted to, unless they wanted to split up a tag team and take one but not the other. They could Mm. do that if they wanted to. So USA have wasted a pick by taking Alexa by herself and Nikki by herself, and they've run the risk of SmackDown taking Nikki... When they still wanted her. Yeah. They they could have... Why? I know. I know. And there, there are people they could have taken, or I'm sure we'll come on to in a little bit. Potentially they could have taken. It's... There's just so much about it that when you put it all together, the only conclusion is it doesn't make sense. Yeah, exactly. That is it. It does not make sense. If you want to split them up, move them to different brands. If you want to keep them together, draft them together. Yeah, exactly. This isn't a big deal. That's no. the thing. We are nitpicking at this point. We really are. But it just doesn't make sense. Just do stuff that makes sense, and we won't be nitpicking. And I want the best for Nikki Cross. I want the best for Nikki Cross as well. 
Big fans of Nikki Rock. And then after that. And then after that, uh, SmackDown took Heavy Machinery. Sure. Sure. And Raw, with the last pick mm-hmm. of the night, took the Street Profits. Which is fine. Yeah. I mean, if they're actually going to be wrestling now, I guess that's a good thing. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Because, That'd be a novelty. Yeah. Them just being backstage doing Hype Man promos is yeah. not great. If that means they're gone from NXT, though, I'm not going to be too excited about that I guess to be fair they kind of had mm. their send off when they faced Undisputed Era they yeah. made their entrance with Wale and whoever that is uh, and then they they did their whole thing it's just a name you've seen written down on paper absolutely it is <laughs> so yeah I mean they had their kind of their big entrance their send off for that so I guess that's kind of their mm. NXT thing they're former NXT tag team champions so True. not too much left for them to do I guess so I guess moving them up to Raw is fine um, as long as they actually wrestle. Yes. That would be that. Yes, we'd like them to see them actually do things. Exactly, yeah. Um, we went back to talk about some NFL stuff, and then we got an inside look at Tyson Fury. Yes. And then we had the main event that we spoke about before. Yeah, absolutely. So, overall, um, it was interesting. There's some, there's a couple of names. There's there's a few names that were in the draft pool that didn't get picked. Yeah. Two of there's them. Two in particular. That two in out. particular really stood out. One being Cesaro. Huge, huge name. That How did he picked. not get picked? And the other one is Shorty Gable. Yeah. Who had a match on this show, who recently beat the King of the Ring, King Corbin, mm-hmm. at Hell in a Cell. Granted, he lost tonight, but he's he, kind of on the upward momentum, even with a loss. I mean, he's having one of the most, like, put-across feuds in the company at the moment. Yeah. And he didn't get drafted at yeah. all. Yeah. Which is just, it's really strange. And I don't know why you do that when you'd pick the Street Profits. Or you'd pick Natalia. Or you'd pick a tag team in two separate picks. Or you'd pick a tag team in two separate picks. That's what what lends even less gravitas to that. The fact that people like Cesaro and Shorty Gable were overlooked Mm -hmm. to the point of taking a tag team in two picks when you could have taken them in one. Yeah. Very strange. It's whatever. Um, it's fine. Uh, overall, so first night of the draft, it was an anticlimactic draft because, as we yeah. mentioned before, as these picks were called out, the stars in question, they did not come out onto the stage to be no. like, woohoo, I'm here, or woohoo, I'm there. No, they didn't. They just had a graphic for them on the screen. And I think the crowd really didn't like that. The crowd really deflated after they found out that they weren't going to be seeing their favourite stars. That's the main thing. I mean, I think the crowd were expecting to. Mm, Exactly, yeah. And then they didn't, and they got a bit sad about it. Yeah. So we're going to be expecting more of the same on Raw. Uh, We've got a much bigger draft pool to go with on Raw. Yes. Um, So it should be another interesting show, and I'm looking forward to seeing where people end up, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But uh, overall, I gave this show a three out of five, a smack bang in the middle. I I think that's... Pretty much fair. Yeah. Pretty much bang on. It was, I mean, it there, was sh- there wasn't anything that really built to anything. There was the Bailey Charlotte stuff, which was pretty good. Yeah. I like the new character for Bailey and all that. The beginning match didn't really mean anything. And so while it was fun, it lacked stakes. And then they had the Fiend ending, which again yeah. was cool, but also not cool. And I don't really know where they're going. It was very kind of middle of the road for a lot of this show, I'd say. It was, it was a show, I think, that was not as great as the sum of its parts. Yes. You had some very cool moments. Mm-hmm. Some arguably very, very cool moments. I mean, from individual spots to sequences that went on. But when you put them all together, it just didn't 
gel enough. Yeah. They weren't enough to put it over as something great. Exactly, yeah. And, yeah, I, I, I think that that's kind of it at the, at the end of the day. It was very middle of the road. It was very pedestrian, I think, especially for a draft episode. Mm. It's very pedestrian. Very much so. Um, but regardless, I'm still looking forward to Raw to see oh, what yeah. happens with the rest of the draft. Absolutely. Let's get on to your Sutsu Super Chats. I'm going to start off talking about the ones uh, continuing about Bailey. And Matthew Robinson said again, Bailey won so Charlotte can win it back to be an 11-time champion or Charlotte may go to Raw to have Becky feud again. Mm. I do not want another Becky Charlotte feud. I think we've seen so much of it. Mm. You know, Charlotte was the one who sent Becky down that path. And that begin path, with. yes. Um... And I think, yeah, it would just, it'd be nice to have a fresher feud, even if that feud is something we have seen before, maybe not something that we've seen so recently. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, I don't really want Charlotte to be feuding with Becky again. Uh, Jonathan Hedman said, uh, Hi guys, I have a theory. Bailey's turn makes Sasha see the light, blames herself, and she tries to turn Bailey back. I would hate that because they've just turned Sasha heel, and they should really milk that for all it's worth before they turn her back again, because they haven't yet. Yeah, absolutely. Get those two, you know, get those two together. Mm-hmm. I'd be okay if, with that. You know, if, if Bailey goes to SmackDown, which is... Seeming likely now. Yeah, probably. Um, do you want to take us through the next lots? Yes. Um, Matthew Robinson. Uh, love that they kept the OC together. Good move. It was funny seeing fake executives meeting for USA and Fox teams. 100% with you on that. Honestly, should have rated the show 5 out of 5. Just for those I rate execs. the rooms 5 out of 5. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I mean, the rooms, 7 out of 5. Yes. Easily. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. Uh, Rex Joseph... Calmarin, I really hope I'm not butchering that. Lovely man. Met him at the uh, the Rest Talk meetup. Um, WWE gonna WWE. WWE gonna WWE, man. <laughs> the equivalent of hate is gonna hate. Um, with the draft leaks, what an incompetent billion dollar company. I kind of felt sorry for Fox in USA now. I mean, I haven't seen any leaks personally. I didn't hear about any draft leaks, so. It was, yeah, sure. the, the, the the only things I really heard that people were were talking about mm. was um, the the two picks that were most hyped to go to their particular brands was um, The Fiend yep. and Alistair Black mm -hmm. going to Raw yep. and The Big Dog Roman Reigns and Charlotte Flair going to SmackDown. Mm -hmm. One of those, of course, already been proven false. Yep. Um, one true. The others, I believe, still yet to come. We yeah, Al Alistair Black's still in the, Black. in the... He's going to be in the draft pool for mm. Raw. Uh, Roman Reigns got drafted. Charlotte's going to be in the draft pool for Raw yeah, as well. exactly. So. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. It's going to be fascinating to see. Uh, Matthew Robinson saying, interesting, Becky staying on Raw with Sasha now on SmackDown. Well, hopefully that feud's now finished. Mm. We'd uh, like to see. And I feel like it should. It's been a quite a decisive finish to that feud. Hell in a Cell is a good finish to that feud. Mm. Becky won convincingly and clean. So I think that feud is done. Sasha can move over to SmackDown and have different feuds over there. I'm yeah. okay with it. Sa Sasha versus Charlotte, a revisitation, given that they're now on the opposite side of things. Yeah. Interesting yeah. dynamic. Uh, Pavi let Andy out of his cage. Is he still in there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think still so. in there, yeah. Um, what have we got here? Charlotte stays in SmackDown. Sasha is in SmackDown. Bailey is in SmackDown. Champ, who is Becky going to feud? 
another Lacey Evans or Natalia? Well, Lacey Evans is now on SmackDown as well. That's true. Natalia's on Raw. So look be forward Natalia. to Becky versus Becky Natalia. Becky versus Natalia. For like a year. Uh, well, until they're ready to bring someone up. Until they do another draft. <laughs> Can't wait. I'd, I'd watch Becky versus some of the NXT crop. Oh, I'd watch Becky versus, Becky versus Shayna. All of the NXT crop. Becky versus Shayna. Becky versus Bianca Belair. Uh-huh. Becky versus Mia Yim. Uh-huh. Becky versus Io Shirai. Yep. Becky versus Rhea Ripley. Yep. Yes. Any of these things. Any of those. Yes, please. <laughs> Shayna versus Becky. Which one can break the other's arm quicker? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. Next Ryan one. Ryan reality. Really surprised with who ended up on Raw. I mean, I'm not because SmackDown's the A show now. Yeah, I suppose they're, they're looking with that with the uh, with Fox, of course. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. That's it. It makes R- sense they'll go there. I was personally surprised by Bray just because of what I'd read, but you know, having spoken about it, having sort of thought about it with hindsight, it makes a bit more sense. Mm-hmm. It does make a bit more sense. Uh, Tomo! Tomo! Tomo, what is up? A generous you donation as well. Very thank generous you, Thank you very much. For you guys, who was the most shocking draft pick, and why was it Lucha House Party to SmackDown? Admittedly, that was a very shocking draft pick it's up there. because I forgot they existed. Yep, pretty much the same. I thought that you know because they said like um, anyone who isn't drafted is going to be sort of free agent. They decide where they go, and people's yeah. first reaction is, "Well, where are Lucha House Party going to go then?" Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I mean, most yeah. shocking, realistically, I think was probably the Fiend because I genuinely didn't know where he was going to go. So to see him go to SmackDown is like, oh, that's yeah. actually happening. Cool. That that had the shock factor of the fact that it was just so big. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Whereas I think Roman Reigns, Becky Lynch, we all kind of saw coming. We, yeah. Granted, I would have thought Becky would have gone to SmackDown, even though she's a Raw Women's Champion. I would have thought yeah. that they wanted her over there. But I wasn't too shocked that she stayed on Raw, no. considering she's got the Raw Women's title. So whatever. I think shocks coming here with like how high people were picked up. Yeah. I think we I think we expected certain other ones to be picked mm-hmm. over some of the ones that yeah, were. Yeah, yeah. Lucha House Party very much included. Oh yeah. Um but yeah, let's see what they can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh what have we got here? Beverly Sayar, the war room are NFL draft rooms when the NFL draft players from universities each year. Fox are going to co brand with the NFL and WWE. Okay, so they actually have war rooms in F- NFL draft. Still ridiculous. I did not know that. Still stupid. Did not know that at all. Matthew Robinson, I was thinking, do no American viewers think that Fox has a real robot that they work with? I hope so. <laughs> oh, God, I hope I so. I really hope so. My God, I really hope so. I want every office in, like, Fox buildings to have its own ro- room robot. Room robot. Room bot. Roomba. <laughs> Roomba. <laughs> this is how it starts. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. No. Uh, Dina Sisse, I hope I'm saying Cisse. that. Cisse. 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 Ah, She's sorry. a moderator on the WrestleTalk Discord. Ah, well, mm. lovely. I am I will remember that. Mm. Becky and Sasha have a match to decide who gets first pick for night two, which makes sense because they actually have brands. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely true, yeah. If they do a back Becky-Sasha match, yeah, yeah, and they fight for their brands, that makes total sense. That does make sense. Total sense. That's like fine. That. That's totally fine. When yeah. you have brands, that makes sense. Now we get on to the next section of Super Chats about The Fiend. Joa JJ, Ollie Davis' number one fan, said, King Chopper Whopper, you have a friend Dave, not Meltzer. That's your new name, Dave, not Meltzer. I can live with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, WWE draft was lame. They have no idea where to go with The Fiend next. Uh, I think they have an idea, sort of. Mm. In fact, no, I don't know if they have an idea. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if they're trying to build a Survivor Series to a title match. I don't know if they're just trying to keep him relevant. 
I don't know if they have a plan. I think we'll only really get an idea ourselves if they if they have an idea once um, the second part of the draft is done. Once we can see any kind of potential opponents for him, see who he's going to be working with. Mm-hmm. Um, at the moment, we've got what Reigns. Yep, I'd watch. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, Highwell DDA said the hokiness of the Fiend angle tonight, combined with the stupidness of the Hell in a Cell angle, killed the Fiend's momentum dead for me. Mm, I don't know if it's dead yet. Mm. There have been too many steps in the wrong direction with it for something that started just so magnificently the way it did. Yeah. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's dead yet, and I think a lot of that can be attributed to the man himself. Yes. Like he we we know how much work and creativity he's put into this himself. I don't think he's gonna let it go that easily. No, exactly, yeah. So I I hope not anyway. Mm, yeah, for sure. Definitely hope not. Don't think he's ruined yet. But he will be Fingers soon. Crossed. Uh Duff's one oh one said the fiend has already jumped the shark. Why am I not the least bit surprised? It's like WWE never had any intention of making it work and only ever saw it as a mid card novelty act. I disagree with that they fact they didn't see him as a mid-card novelty act because, one, the way they way overprotected him in the Heaven in a Cell match. Yeah. Like, he was no-selling stuff that he should not have been no-selling. Yeah. Um, and I think with all the amazing merchandise selling that he's been doing and, like, the special Firefly Funhouse box that we've got right here, doing series of those. And is completely innocent. There's nothing wrong with the Firefly Funhouse box. I think that Ollie and Luke were just... Too scared. Okay. Um, yeah, so, so I think with all the extra merchant stuff he's been doing, with yeah. all the, the protection he's had, I think they saw, they I think they do still see him as a main event player, but they're just going about it the wrong way, I think. <sighs> yeah. Um, finally, about that. The Fiend, uh, Elizabeth Williams says, gotta love The Fiend. You do. Yeah, I agree Even still, you still gotta love The Fiend, mm-hmm. even with all the other stuff. Yes. Next up. Next up, SmackDown. Oh, okay. I'm still learning people's names. Who are, Here we go. Who are, Wanting in. Um, I want to say Sidesh Miryanka. Yeah, Miryanka, Miryanka. I I don't know. Uh, Seth versus Roman on SmackDown. Don't remember the last time I was heavily behind Roman. (laughs) Vince finally got Roman over in my eyes for one match. (laughs) Because everyone hates Rollins. Hashtag Seth Rollins is not cool. Um, Is that actually a hashtag that's going around now? Seth's using it, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite something. Um, so yeah yeah Seth v Roman on Smackdown they really wanted to make Roman a face huh and that mm-hmm. I said to you it's a conspiracy theory that's what this whole yes. thing was for is to get Roman over that's what it's always about <laughs> they did the whole Fiend and Seth thing always comes back to Roman to make Roman more over when he faces Seth oh man makes perfect sense guys uh, we got one about AEW from Matthew Robinson who said I feel like one thing AEW is missing is better entrances only good ones are the Elite and Jericho and Sean Spears uh, I can agree to that. Yeah, I think I think yeah, the AEW entrances aren't super eye-catching. They're not very unique. I'd say from person to person, you can easily mm. get mixed up with who's who. Um, I think in time, kinks will work themselves out. Other oh, yeah, people sure. will get more songs. They'll 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 figure themselves out. They're still trying to you know hit the ground running at this point, and they're still trying to mm. find their feet. So, I think in time it'll be alright. Yeah, that's something that will just come once they start doing. I think it literally it literally is just going to come with time and more shows. Yeah, I think so as well. They'll get yeah. there. Uh, coming in for talking about NXT, uh, Matthew Robinson. Like how they are having Matthew the- Robinson has super chatted like seventeen million times today. Thank you, Matthew. Thank Robinson. you, Matthew Robinson. But seriously, keep your money to yourself sometimes because that's an awful lot of super chats. Jeez. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, it says, like how they're having the Ripley working her way through NXT Women's Field and not just get the title shot. The build is great. It is great. Mm. I do totally agree. She is building herself naturally. People are very into her. She's going to be facing Bianca Belair. That, at least that looks like the way it's going. Mm. It's great. And I'm really hoping it builds to War Games where she eventually beats Shayna Baszler for the title. Yes, absolutely. Um, be awesome. Obviously, with Baszler being built as just unconquerable mm-hmm. at this point, yeah. it's, it's going to have to be someone of Ripley's stature yeah. and ability and mm-hmm. history mm-hmm. um yeah and I, again i agree with you much like how she's she's moving her way through it's not just we're going to shove her straight in yeah like i think they kind of have done in the past with some people yeah um, say so. it's nice that they're just having ripley move her way through organically Organ- doesn't yeah. doesn't she doesn't need to prove herself she's rare ripley but she is anyway but she's proving herself anyway exactly yeah. i like it exactly i like it Sterling Van coming in. Walter versus Oni Lorcan. You're welcome. Oh, that's a match I want to see. I just want to see Walter chop the ever-loving hell out of Oni Lorcan. For him to fire up, chop Walter back, chop him incessantly. So Walter's almost on the recline. And then Walter just goes, nope. (laughs) And then kills Lorcan. That would be so so good and i really want that match now so thank you for that suggestion sterling van we're into that now we get on to everyone's favorite section the miscellaneous section zach icon lintner said hello new friend guy we conditionally love you not unconditionally (laughs) love you conditionally love you there's some there's some uh there's some uh oh what's the word i'm looking for requirements you've got to hit first before they love you we might even say conditions English is hard. Um, <laughs> I'd be very interested to hear what these conditions are, but I yeah. thank you anyway. Uh, your casual fan said, Is the video thumbnail CM Punk with Cameron Grimes' hat? <laughs> Those are my two favorite things. CM Punk and Cameron Grimes' hat. Um, oh, man. Razman's reality said, Pete, your mic is off, although our moderator has helpfully put in lies <laughs> underneath it, which lies is all, all lies. lies. Uh, so thank you, uh, moderator Mike Soldudit, for uh, for being a good moderator. Uh, oh. Donald Drew said, longtime pod swafter, first time watching live, and first soup, soup, super chat. Keep up the great work, boys. Well, thank you, Donald Drew, Absolutely. for hopping on over to the YouTube version. Now you've got faces to go with the names, although first time name, I guess, yeah. so you wouldn't even know his face. <laughs> You wouldn't even know his name before you even came over. Either way, thrilled to have you along. Yeah, it's fantastic to have you here. Just No Yes said, Finally, Chopper, the birthday boy, is getting a chance shot. I don't know what a chance shot is, but I think it's one or the other. About time on his birthday. I mean, yeah, so I'm taking over the SmackDown whole shaboodle. Shaboodle? Caboodle. Shaboodle? I was going to say shebang and caboodle. So I said (laughs) shaboodle. Kabang. So yeah, now I'm taking over the SmackDown stuff and I've brought my friend along with me. So, you know. Fun times. Happy birthday. I like it. Happy birthday. Thanks, me. Um, Elijah Whitfield said, the weapon looks like a shuffleboard stick. It really does. It really... Google it. Oh, damn, it does. Google it. If you don't know, Google shuffleboard stick. It it does. It does. Um, Jesse Venable said, truly love being able to support WrestleTalk. Without you guys, I don't think I'd be watching WWE, AEW, or Independence. You guys make it so much more enjoyable. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, Jesse. That is a lovely message. That means the world to hear. Uh, Christian Baltimore said, Happy birthday, King Chopper Whopper. Still not my birthday, but thank you. Lucas Harrison said, We know Roman Reigns will beat Brock Lesnar soon. <laughs> he does that because he's happy. Because I it's swear a to God. he wants to see so much. I swear to God. If they do that again, 
I swear to God. I'm going to be so sad. The thing is, though, you know with Kane Velasquez coming in now? Yeah. Every feud they've done with Lesnar, they're going to do it again with Kane. They're going to do it again with Kane Velasquez. Oh, no. It's the same character and the same thing, but they're just going to control C, control V. Brock Lesnar, Kane Velasquez. Oh, so now, you know how Brock was holding the title hostage? Well, get ready for Kane Velasquez to do exactly the same bloody thing. That's. Anyway. That's put a damper on things. Anyway, <laughs> Elijah Whitfield said, Don't worry, the Cowboys suck, go Eagles. <laughs> Cool. Those are just words. I don't know what teams those are. Uh, Cowboys and the Eagles. Yeah, thank you. Got that. Justin Todd said, uh, can't use the name War Raiders, but War Rooms. (laughs) This company. (laughs) Makes a very compelling point. Yeah, don't mention the War Rooms. Uh, Lucas Harrison said, fan of the NFL, but it doesn't belong on WWE TV. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, with you on that. If you're a fan of NFL, then watch the NFL. Why are you watching WWE? Mm. Classic AJ said, So happy for all the success of the channel and the growing success of Screen Stalker. I'm a special needs teacher, so it's difficult to find days to support with Super Chats, but now I can. AJ from Boston will thank you very much, AJ, for all the support. And yes, I'm also very Absolutely. happy about the growing success of Screen Stalker and this channel too, because now we get to have things like Dave being here. Woo! Yeah! Uh, Zach Icon Littner said, King Chopper Whopper and Viscount Dave the Friend? I can live with that. You're a Viscount now. I'm getting promoted so quickly. Yeah, you are, yeah. I didn't even know that I was in, like, a royal line. Yeah. Uh, I guess if I'm king, you're just my subject. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, we got the new ones that I'm came not in. not sure how to feel about <laughs> that. <laughs> we started this. I'm quickly moving on. You can do these, uh, uh, these okay. last ones. Thoughts on Bailey Sting, Dave? Is it possible? I've been reliably That's from informed. Sean Turner, who created the idea of yes. Bailey Sting. I've, I've, I've heard of this, Sean Turner. I've, I've been reli- unreliably informed by this one that it is possible. But with more support for it, I'm starting to think you might be reliable on this information. Right. She's got black short hair now. Yeah. She's a heel. She is. She just needs face paint, mate. And she's got a weapon. And she's is, got a that's weapon. That's going to be her signature weapon. Oh, my God. She's actually going to slice her opponents. And that weapon stings things. So. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. That, that'll happen. That will happen sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone that, get used to that. I'm not on 100% when it comes to, you know, good. Anything. Wordplay, any, that Anything, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Matthew Robinson coming in once again. Thanks, Pete. Sorry. Can't see you guys live during the week, so this is only time I can live chat. Pete, I am your number one fan. People remember, it's not his birthday. Thank you, Matthew Robinson, for saying it's not my birthday. I think that's probably the first person who super chatted in to say it's actually not my birthday. I genuinely think Mental. you might be right there. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Matthew Robinson. Mm-hmm. Lovely to have you here, mate. Uh, we have that Natural Herb. When will we get NWA Power and Impact weekly review? Oh, probably never. Uh, I mean, we only have so much time. We're very stretched as it is. We've had to get Dave on just so we can do SmackDown. Uh So in order to do even more shows, we don't really have the capacity right now to do so. Uh, So unless, you know, Impact becomes a a huge show on Tuesday nights or NWA Power becomes like a huge show, you know, uh, then I wouldn't see it likely in the near future. We might mention some things if there's some notable storyline stuff will get mentioned on the news and things like yeah. that. But full-on reviews, I would say is unlikely. 
unfortunately, just because we only have so much time. We'd love to do it, but mm. only so much time. Well, there we go. That natural herb. There is the answer. And Sam Cropper, what if, hear me out, the war rooms were real? <laughs> that would make it so much better. If they were real execs with an actual robot man with them and they just went crazy for all of their incredible reactions that they had. Oh, God. I'd love it. It would be incredible. It would be absolutely incredible. I would be all about it. Yeah. Because uh, again, it, be would, real. it would just make it would just make it so that we could have them every week. Exactly. Yeah. They could just add more just and more things to the room. Just have a war room every week. <laughs> just keep adding more things. Yeah. Just a little thing every single time. Uh, I think we've got one, one more, more yeah. coming in here. Anthony James, Shorty Gable is stupid and childish. Vince now burying Gable instead of Cedric. Such a shame. He's a great wrestler. That is correct. Shorty Gable is a stupid idea. I'm glad that he's at least getting TV time yeah. as opposed to, you know, Cedric Alexander. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, it's a stupid idea. Calling him Shorty Gable is stupid. Yeah. Shouldn't do it. But it's okay. He's getting TV time. Yeah. I mean, I, I get sort of not allowing the, the whole your short thing to get on top of him too mm -hmm. much. Yeah. Like because <laughs> he's short. Nice. I yeah. didn't genuinely didn't go for that, but yep. we'll run with it. Yeah. Um, like this whole sort of I'm not gonna let it beat me kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But it kind of is almost hypocritical in a way of them because it's like he's just calling himself Shorty. Like your name's Chad. <laughs> yeah. You have a name, mate. Yeah. You're called Chad. Yeah, exactly. Um, we've actually got one more then. Uh, Kushrinada said, uh, if AEW kills NXT in ratings, how long will it be until Vince intervenes and kills the brand further with his oversight? I don't think he will. I'd hope not. I don't think he will, because the idea of NXT going on Wednesday nights was not necessarily to beat AEW, it was just to siphon viewers away so AEW doesn't do as well. Yeah, exactly. It was never the idea to really beat them. And the fact they're getting quite close, honestly, I think is a, a good thing for NXT mm. so they can just carry on doing what they're doing. Precisely. Yeah, and it'll be fine. So normally at this point, I would read out some emails from fans, etc. Mm -hmm. However, as I mentioned before, I don't have any. So instead, what we're going to do, because this is apparently what's happening now on both the WrestleTalk podcast and the ScreenStalker podcast, mm -hmm. which, by the way, if you haven't subscribed to the ScreenStalker podcast, you totally should, because you get to hear lots of chat about gaming and movies and stuff from everyone over on ScreenStalker. I agree. Yeah, it's pretty good. But apparently, according to Laurie and Simon anyways, most of the chat has just been about D&D. So I feel like I want to just continue that trend. This works for me and entirely. And just talk about D&D. &D. Uh, I mentioned it on the NXT podcast with Laurie this week, but I spoke about the session that we had last uh, Saturday, Sunday, whenever it was. It was Sunday because it was just before Helena Cell. Oh, yes. That session that we had oh, yes. with lovely Ashara and her dead wife, and now they're gone. <laughs> and like, where, where your entire worldview had been crashing down around you, and yeah. then our lovely DM really nicely built you up, mm -hmm. gave your character this wonderful dream where he said, just be yourself, get out there, be happy, and then your best friend went missing and got kidnapped and there was a note in blood. Yes, that. So we spoke about that one. <laughs> uh, so I'm not going to uh, regale uh, too many stories about that one. But mm. I'd like, personally, I, I'd like some feedback about my campaign. <laughs> oh. So the, where we left off last time, the, mm. the party in question had just encountered a bad individual who had kidnapped someone's daughter. And you guys managed to kill that man 
and rescue the daughter. We who did. Is, who is currently in care because she had some bad things done to her. Yes, she was in a bad way. Including torture, etc. Yeah. Uh, so she had been taken into care in the city that you're in. Mm. And you'd met with, essentially, the person who runs the city. Who is, like, a yes. right-hand advisor to the king of this entire region. Yeah. You basically met with him and had a chat. Which so is, what did you think about that? Which is crazy, because you look at the four characters in our party. Mm-hmm. We should not be talking to anyone in power. <laughs> like, there's, there's no reason yeah. why this group of us, with our weird giant old turtle monk... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. That him. Yes. Um, essentially Uguay. U- essentially Uguay from Kung Fu from Panda. Kung Fu Panda. Um, not, yeah. And then... Uh, uh, what is Will's character's name? It's something Honeybuns. Sherlock Honeybuns. That's the one. Sherlock Honeybuns. Yeah. Who should that name should just not be talking to someone in power? Correct. Then you've got my character Crub, who is a goblin bard, mm-hmm. but whose bard's style is a stand-up comedian who isn't very good. Yes. And you gave I, yourself self-imposed disadvantage. Yes, on all performance checks to do with comedy, I gave myself self-imposed disadvantage. And for the love of God, he might try and make me. I'm not doing the voice. <laughs> I ref- <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> I would not expect you to do the voice. Good. On the podcast. Yes. Yet. Yet. Oh, no. I've heard there was going to be some hazing at some point. <laughs> rather hoping it wasn't going to start today. Mm. So, Yeah, I mean, that campaign... <clears throat> It must have been quite difficult for you as a DM because so, so many characters have died already. Yeah, so we've had uh, one character's left due to real life circumstances. Yeah. Who might be returning. Might be coming back. Might be coming back soon, which will be great. Uh, But then we've had two other characters die from being idiots. Yeah. Which, in fairness, I absolutely warned them about. Yes. And they were still idiots. Yes, they didn't listen. They didn't Neither listen. the characters nor the people controlling the characters listened to the warnings. Exactly. There were so many. So many warnings, and yet they never listened, and they died. So now yeah. we've got a, a total monk and Sherlock Honeybuns to replace I the think other is, two. I think is a gnome. Yeah, gnome wizard. Yeah. Who? And they've gone from being an, a deluded idiot, which was their last character. Yeah. Now they've got an intelligence of 20. Yes. Which is just the weirdest contrast to what they had before. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a very odd thing, but yeah. this kind of ragtag group has come together and been split apart and come together again. Poor old, poor old, what's his what's his name? Thamior. Thamior, who's yeah. the only one who's been there from the entire time. He's always been the only normal one. Yeah, and he's had to put up with just this insanity and death around him the entire campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, so his whole thing has been trying to look after people, but most of his time is just spent going. <sighs> for goodness sake, why? <laughs> It's like, don't plant the beans! Don't plant the beans. It'll it'll kill you somehow. Yeah. And then at the instant he goes away, they They plant plant a bean and they die. And like, me, me, Dave, controlling my character, knew what the bean could do. Mm -hmm. But my character didn't know, so I couldn't stop them. Exactly, yeah. I I had to just be like... Crub had to just be like, yeah, "Yeah, sounds like a great idea. Although the... The beauty of that was I'd just joined the campaign, so I owed these people nothing. That was all. your first session. That was my first session. I just met these idiots. Yeah. They'd planted a bean that grew into like a hundred foot tall evil tree. That hundred foot's a bit of an exaggeration, yeah, but yeah. you know. A very, very tall tree. It's a big tree, tree yeah. Uh, evil is the, bi- the main thing here. Yes. And it wanted to kill us. Yes. And I got to do something 
that under any normal circumstances of DD campaign, it's not the first thing I think that comes to any player's minds. Mm-hmm. But I got to do this because I didn't owe these players jack. I just ran away. Yeah, which is great. I was like, I don't and owe you people. That thing's going to kill me. I want to live. And Run. you survived. I did. I was the only survivor. Yeah, you were. Because Damiol wasn't there. He at wasn't the time. there. The only and one who could have possibly done anything. you had just saved a town. Yes. You just saved and it. And then we destroyed it. And then you destroyed it. From and this planting yeah. this bean, which sprouted this giant tree, which destroyed everything. Yeah. And th- what I also loved about that is the fact we, we planted this giant tree, for those of you who not D&D players don't know, it's called a treant. Mm-hmm. Uh, how tall is it? What, like... Oh, it's big. Th- 30... Uh, that might be slightly too tall. I think it's probably more in the realms of 15 to 20. Okay. But, but it's still like an, an, big. an evil big tree that's quite strong. Yeah. The sad fact of it is, I ran away, the other two members died. It's still out there somewhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. We don't know where it is. I know where it is. You know, you know where it <laughs> I is. I know where it is. But we don't. It could be anywhere. <laughs> and I, I would bet my house that we're going to see it again someday. Wouldn't surprise me. No, of course not. <laughs> but uh, as we've got onto this big tangent about the giant tree, mm. um, and now we sort of find ourselves actually doing good for the first legitimate time, like saving the town, sure. Um, we kind of, you know, messed that up after you we messed that up burnt time. it to the ground again. Yep. Um, but now we're actually doing some legitimate goods mm-hmm. to the point where, like, uh, the right-hand man of a king has taken notice. Yep. Not only taken notice, but has A recruited us mm-hmm. to do something else, look into something really major that was sort of on the fringes of what we were doing, and then B, rewarded us, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. I'm now even faster than I was. It's fantastic. Exactly, yeah. Uh, I mean, I really enjoyed that rewarding part because mm. I had a, uh, a little prop that, I wanted, that I've wanted to use yes. for a long time, which is quite simply a D20 in a little chain. Mm. And that's it. That's all it really is. But it's, it's blue. But it's blue. So I made it so that the character in the game had mm. this thing called the Lapis of Luck. Yes. And he waved his hand over the chain that was around his neck and the gem that was inside it came out and floated and he grabbed it and he handed it to each of you in turn mm. and you got some sort of reward based on it. So what I did in real life was took this chain and uh, there was like intersecting rings of metal. So I just opened them, took out the D20 yeah. and handed it to each of you to roll the D20 and see what happens. And I really, really liked that parallel and it was such a fun time for me. Mm. It's just a shame none of you got that great boosts because you did. You, I think I did. you were I got, the I... only one that got a really good one. No, uh, Will got a nat 20. No, he didn't. Someone got a no, nat 20. No one got a nat 20. Someone rolled higher than me. Yeah, someone did, but no one got a nat 20 because if you got Oh, no, a, the nat 20 you, was the permanent boost to a stat. Correct, yeah. If you got a nat 20, then you would have got a permanent plus one to any oh, stat. Oh, so no, someone got 19, I rolled 18. Yes, that's so right. So I got the plus one to my initiative, which correct. worked for me perfectly. Yep. And then... Can't remember what the 19 it was, is. It was a proficiency. Yeah, something like something. that, yeah. Yeah, so I'd made it so each number had something <laughs> different going for it. And it was really, really it was. fun. And it's interesting how this, this campaign is going. Like, from from perspective of a player talking to my DM, mm. it's, in other campaigns, you get a group of people together and you immediately give them a task to perform. Mm-hmm. And it can sometimes take a while to get into the kind of Mercer starting an episode view of what do you want to do? Yeah. Where do you want to go? The road is open. Do what you will. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this one, it kind of started like that. Obviously, before I joined, that group found something to do. Yeah. It was born of them 
going about their business. Mm -hmm. And now the reverse has happened where suddenly we actually are involved in something bigger than ourselves mm -hmm. and we've been recruited to do it. So now we actually have a path that has been put before us. Yes. Um, with aid where we can try and cheekily get it. <laughs> yeah. um, will we be paid for this? Classic will. Yeah, yeah. But um, that 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 does give it an interesting dynamic. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's not something that I've encountered a lot because we say usually when getting people involved in D and D, what normally happens I think is that they will start playing and the DM will say, okay, well you know, he's going to guide them down a path yeah. that will get them onto a small story to introduce them to the idea. But with a lot of us having played it before, I mean, a few people hadn't, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I think this is one of the guy's first times playing D&D. Rufus? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we just trusted him. I think we just... The only thing we trusted him to do was not be trustworthy. Yeah, pretty much. As a player, not as a character. Yeah. Him, the person. Yes. Our friend. Yes. We don't trust. No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. So we kind of just let him do his thing. Mm -hmm. And that's why he's now... Dead, for Th that, one. yes. There was one dead. One and, dead and, and one two, turtle. Now we're, now we're t a turtle monk. Mm. Yeah. It's a very interesting time, but I do very much enjoy it. It is. Uh, but if you don't want to hear about D&D talk, then email me, for God's sake. Pete at WrestleTalk.com. Give me emails, otherwise we're just going to keep talking about D&D. Mm. He, will also, he will also answer emails about D&D. Oh, if, yeah. If oh, needs be. Please, yeah. Please send me emails <laughs> about D&D so we can continue this too. <laughs> Uh, but that's all we got time for on this episode of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Thank you mm -hmm. very much for listening, and thank you, Dave, your first time oh, doing a podcast. Very exciting. It time is very indeed. exciting times. Um, but if you haven't yet subscribed to the Wrestle Talk Podcast and the Screen Stalker Podcast, we'll be back on Tuesday. Um, as well, on Monday we're going to have some special interviews that uh, website writer Danger Louis Dangor he did some interviews with some Impact Wrestling wrestlers, which will be going up on Monday. Then on Tuesday, Ollie and Luke will be back for the Raw review. So thank you very much for listening. I love you all. Goodbye. Goodbye. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 